Can I get an amen for the choir, for the band, for all of the music? I had a mentor, and he used to say, you know, don't worry about the sermon on Easter. There's so much else going on. No one will listen to you anyway. But sometimes music expresses for us things that cannot be expressed with words alone. So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. God, on this day of new beginnings, help us to know that with you, we can begin again. We can be renewed. That we rise with you. Help us to trust in that. Amen. From that text, as Tom spoke to us, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. It's 4 or 5 a.m., that strange and spooky time just before sunrise, when the morning seems so far away and the night still has a tight hold on us. I'm lying fast asleep in a hotel bed in San Francisco, resting after a long day of meetings on a business trip many years ago, before I was a pastor, and then I'm awakened by movement. And I open up one eye, and in the pre-dawn light, I watch as my travel alarm clock does a little dance on the nightstand, kind of a jitterbug, bouncing to and fro. And then I look up at the curtains in the window, and they are swaying back and forth, as if in a breeze. And I notice the bed is kind of swaying, and then after a minute, it stops. Hmm, I think. Weird. And then I go right back to sleep. 8 a.m., I stand before a smiling front desk clerk ready to check out. Mr. Hudson, did you feel the earthquake last night? It was just a little one, but still. So that's what it was. An earthquake, I say. And the memory of my nocturnal jolt comes back. My first earthquake. Still the only one I've ever felt in my whole life. Now, if you've ever lived through a real earthquake, a bigger one than the mini-quake I felt, you know that there is nothing on earth like it. It literally shakes and shimmies and moves the earth under your feet, the ground upon which you stand, the ground that up until that moment you trusted as unmoving, rock-solid. An earthquake changes, well, everything. One of my best friends, Susie, she and her family were living in Tokyo in 2011, and they survived the earthquake and the tsunami, thank goodness. But for weeks afterward, the ground would continue to shake with aftershocks, and the family would rush down to the lobby in her building and then out on the street seeking safety. 
Nothing felt stable for them for a very long time. It still shakes her up to this day to remember it. It changed her, changed how she looks at life forever. When you dodge death like that, when you miss tragedy by just a sliver, when you spend anxious hours worrying if your family is safe, if you'll ever see them again, it wakes you up. It makes you more alive somehow, more grateful. It shifts your worldview. My earthquake was a funny story. Susie's earthquake was life-changing because earthquakes do that. And so it is 5 or 6 a.m. on a chilly, ancient morning. The shadows of the evening still remain. Two women, the two Marys, stand in front of the stone-covered tomb of their friend and teacher, Jesus. For three years, they followed this gentle and wise man as he healed the sick and comforted the poor, challenged religious hypocrisy, and so angered the powers of that world that they put him to a violent death on a cross. And so that morning, less than 48 hours later, Mary and Mary were still in shock. And then the earth itself quaked, And an angel, bright as lightning, descends from the skies, rolls the giant stone away, proclaims, Christ has been risen, go tell your friends. And so still shaking and quaking in body and soul, the Marys rush off. But then they are suddenly met by Jesus, who in an act of earthquaking understatement, almost casually says to them, good morning. And then they just collapse at his feet. In a heap. Because earthquakes and resurrections do that to human beings. They freak us out. They scare us. They change us. They shake us up. Forever from that moment on. Before the earthquake. After the earthquake. Like Susie. Like the Marys. And like us. Right? What do you think? 2,000 years on, can you still be rocked and rolled and shaken up and quaked up and maybe even changed by Jesus Christ's earth-shattering, world-changing resurrection? In 2017, is awe and wonder at the power of our God still possible? Or is this story just too unreal, too fantastic, too weird to shake us up anymore? Because, friends, we do now live in a world in a time when things can feel pretty jaded and cynical and snarky and ironic. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. I've lived it all. I've been told it all. Or maybe it's just not cool to believe in a miracle like the resurrection anymore or to be hopeful about the future or to admit that we need a big change in life. If reports of angels and earthquakes at a local graveyard made the rounds, would the powers that be label it fake news? Would resurrection wannabes rush out to the empty tomb just to take selfies and post them on Twitter? Hashtag, where's Jesus? Is our world just too hard and too skeptical and too wearied and two buried in so much self-important opinions 
and so much instant information that we can no longer be surprised, really surprised, by an earthquaking, world-shifting God. Boy, I hope not. I hope not. For the truth is that perhaps now more than ever before, we need something like a resurrection to wake us all up, even shake us all up, to remind us of the power of God, to change us, to change the world, to change lives, to shift the ground under our feet. We need the miracle of resurrection to be reminded that it is God alone and not any human power or king or sovereign who has the last word, the final word, when it comes to death and the promise of new life. Friends, I just think we need to be shaken up by our God, by life sometimes, awakened from a deep spiritual sleep. Friends, the challenge to trusting in resurrection is not disbelief. It is apathy. Apathy. As in just not caring one way or another. A few weeks back, I had a health scare. My doctor found this odd-looking lump in my throat. And he sent me to a specialist. And I have to tell you, in the days that I had to wait for that appointment, my world was rocked with fear of the unknown and worst-case scenario thinking. I was kind of freaked out. It turned out to be nothing, but boy, did that quake and wake me up to appreciate my one life more, like the miracle of just getting up every day, being loved by family and friends, having shelter and work that matters. All gifts from God and miracles, really, that I could so easily forget, just take for granted. I needed a spiritual earthquake, in a way, to wake me up, to bring me back. Friends, we all do sometimes. So the good news, the great news today, is that we are all here this morning because we each are looking for a jolt, some truth, some hope like those Marys, to shake us up from our status quo, to seek hope because maybe we are feeling hopeless about the state of our world, to find sweet spring because we are tired of winter, to know sobriety because our drug of choice is ruining our lives, to discover renewal in a relationship gone stale because the old ways aren't working anymore, To feel idealistic again because we are just sick and tired of culture-wide cynicism that now passes for the norm. To hear the trumpets of peace that drown out the drumbeats of war. We need to look in that empty tomb and find love because there is just too much hate in creation right now. Divine earthquakes for humans and for humanity. Do you feel it this morning? Do you feel it? Sometimes that's what God needs to do to jolt us awake. I feel the earth move under my feet. And friends, that is a good thing. Christ is risen, risen indeed. Happy Easter. And let all 
we Marys gathered here this day say, Amen. Amen.